0: You don't need a lot of money to do more with it. Join Padma Lakshmi, Viola Davis, and Fidelity's Women Talk Money team during our free Women's History Month series as we get real about ways you can start planning and saving for the future you want so you can feel good about your money every step of the way. Save your seat today at fidelity.com WHM. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services. Member NYSE SIPC. We're so glad that you joined us for this podcast. We believe that this is going to be a great February. We're starting the year off right, and we know that God's got blessings in store
1: for you. Yeah, and it's so awesome that you join us, and we just speak blessings over you and your family. Get ready for a, a blessed 2024. Enjoy the message. God bless you. It's great to be with you today, and I hope you'll stay connected with us during the week. Through our daily podcast youtube channel social media and you can come visit us in person We'd love to have you be a part of one of our services But I'd like to start with something funny and I heard about this elderly woman She came to church one sunday morning and a friendly usher met her at the back door and asked her where she'd like to sit She said I want to sit on the very front row. He said. Oh, no, ma'am. You don't want to sit there Our pastor is very boring. He'll put you to sleep. Let me seat you somewhere else She looked appalled. She said, sir, do you know who I am? He said, no, ma'am. She said, I'm the pastor's mother. (laughs) He hung his head in embarrassment and shame. He finally looked up and said, ma'am, do you know who I am? She said, no. He said, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about write your vision. We all have dreams we want to accomplish and promises God has put in our hearts. We're praying, believing, standing in faith, and that's good, but there's another important step. The scripture says in Habakkuk, write the vision. Make it clear So it can be read on the run One version says write what you see When you close your eyes, what do you see? What has god whispered to your spirit? Maybe it's to start a business to have a baby to see your health turn around to move into that new neighborhood To be free from that addiction It's not enough to just think about it. Hope that it happens imagine it When you write it down you give it permission to come to pass The scripture says, make it clear so you can read it on the run. That means you need to have it in front of you. All through the day, you should see it. Put it up on your bathroom mirror, on your phone, your computer at work, your refrigerator, in your Bible. When you constantly see what you're believing for, it's getting down in your spirit. Every time you see it under your breath, Lord, thank you for bringing it to pass. If you're dealing with an illness, you need to put up, I am healthy and whole. I am strong and energetic. Put scriptures to back it up. God is restoring health into me. The number of my days he will fulfill. If you're believing to pay your house off, you need to see I am debt free. I have abundance. I am blessed so I can be a blessing. Put scriptures underneath it. Because I honor God, I will lend and not borrow. What I touch prospers and succeeds. My cup runs over. Every time you walk by and see it, it's going to inspire you to keep believing. As you see it again and again, you're drawing it closer and closer. Every service here at Lakewood, you know how we make these declarations of faith. You see them on the screens. I'm blessed, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I'm valuable. We've written down what God says about us. We keep it in front of us. We read it, we declare it, it's getting down on the inside. That's writing the vision. Now, those are generic things that belong to all of us, but God has spoken specific things to you that you need to write down. Maybe a child is off course. It's good to pray, it's good to believe, but you need to write down, my child, put his name there. John is making great decisions. He's a leader, he's honoring God. Put the scriptures underneath. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My children are mighty in the land. My seed is blessed. Every time you see it throughout the day, let it be a reminder to thank God that it's on the way. I met a lady after the service in the visitors reception. She handed me her business card. It was this financial company had her name on it. Underneath it said president and owner. And she told me something interesting. She had that card made four years before she ever started her business. God put that dream in her heart while she was working for another company. She wasn't even in management, she didn't have any backing. In the natural, there was no way she could start her own business. But she took this step of faith and had the card printed. She couldn't even hand it out because the company didn't exist. But she kept it in her wallet, on her shelf in the closet in her bathroom, the kitchen, the computer, in her car. Everywhere she looked, she saw that card. One day, God caused things to fall into place. Doors opened, she couldn't open. Right people showed up, clients came to her. This landlord offered her space in his building. Today, she has over 300 employees, very successful. She smiled and said, Joel, now I can hand out my card. It's no longer a vision, it's a reality. But I wonder if she would have had that business. Would she be seeing God's blessing and favor if she had just hoped for it? She just thought that'd be nice to have a business. She took this step of faith to write the vision. When God bursts a dream in your spirit, don't dismiss it. When he speaks something that ignites your faith, that you get excited about, don't take it lightly. Yeah, that'd be great. Let it be a passing thought. Write the vision down get in agreement with God. You need to see it again and again so it will take root. But sometimes we dismiss things because they seem too good to be true. Well, Joel, I could never have a business that successful. could never live in that neighborhood, never marry someone that great, never be totally free from this addiction. My children could never accomplish that much. Why are you telling God what he can't do? Who are we to tell the creator of the universe what he's capable of? He spoke worlds into existence. He flung stars into space. What he's spoken to you is no problem to bring to pass. Why don't you get in agreement with God? He said, write the vision. He didn't say, write what you can afford. He didn't say, write what makes sense to you. Write what others in your family have done. Write what the medical report says. Write what you have the education for, the experience. No, when God gives you the vision, he'll take care of the provision. What he puts in your spirit, you're not on the line for. What he orders, he's going to pay for. It's not just up to you, he's going to make it happen. He's going to open the doors. He'll cause you to stand out. He can heal you without the medicine. He can turn that child around. He's just asking you to write what he put in your heart. Maybe it's, I will lead my company in sales. I will build that orphanage in Africa. I will break this generational curse, this addiction that's been in my family line. I will write my book. I will produce that movie. I will graduate with honors. I will see my family restored. Whatever God's spoken to you, dare to write it. Now here's the key, don't water it down. Don't try to make it fit your budget. Don't reason it out and shortchange yourself. God, if you just keep my child out of trouble, then I'll be happy. That's a watered down vision. How about this? God, thank you that my son stands out in the crowd, that he will become all that you created him to be. Oh well, God, if I can just pay my bills, if you'll just help me to scrape by. The scripture says, God wants you to not only have all your needs supplied, but plenty left over so you can be a blessing to others. Why don't you put a new vision up? I have abundance. I live in overflow. Blessings are chasing me down. Well, Joel, there are a lot of things in the past I didn't write down. I think I missed my chance. No, God's about to give you fresh vision. He's about to speak things to your spirit that you've never heard. You'll be tempted to dismiss it. Think that couldn't be for me. No one in my family has done that. It's going to be far out. It's going to seem unlikely. This time, write it down. Keep it in front of you. Several times a day, thank God that it's coming. Make plans like it's going to happen. The scripture talks about the secret petitions God puts in your heart. Those are things that seem so big, so rewarding. Doesn't seem possible. Write that vision. God's going to do things that make your head spin. Things that you could have never imagined would have happened. He's getting you prepared right now. When he speaks, what he shows you in the night, that idea he drops in your spirit, don't dismiss it. The scripture talks about having a pen like a ready writer. That should be our attitude. God, when you show me, I'm ready. I'm standing by, I'm gonna write the vision. Are you missing blessings, favor, healing, breakthroughs because your pen is not ready? You're thinking about it imagining it. Maybe it'll happen. No, start writing it down. Here's a good one. I'm going to have an abundant year, a bountiful year, a flourishing year. As you see that over and over, that's what's fueling your faith. Now I found that God will always put bigger things in your spirit than you can accomplish on your own. One way, you know, the vision is from God is you don't have the resources. You don't have the training. The odds are against you. The experts say there's no way. That's a God-sized dream. If you can do it on your own, you don't necessarily need God's help. It's supposed to be over your head. It's supposed to feel impossible. Don't make the mistake of dismissing it. Write it down. That's God getting you prepared for something you've never seen. When I heard the Compact Center was coming available, that was far more than I could ever imagine. The Houston Rockets had won two world championships here, and practically every major entertainer had played concerts here. Elvis, Michael Jackson, the Rolling Stones. Two million Houstonians a year came into this building, the premier facility in our city. In my mind, I thought, there's no way we can get it. That's too good to be true. I had to do what I'm asking you to do, make this decision. Was I going to water down that dream Think of all the reasons I couldn't do it. Talk myself out of it. Or was I going to do like God said and write the vision? One of the first things I did is I had our team get a picture of the compact center, the exterior, but I had them take off the compact center name and instead put Lakewood Church there. I had them take off the compact center logo and replace it with our logo. I made about a dozen of those pictures and I put them up in our house. On my desk, as I was writing my sermon each week, there was the building with our name on it, in my closet where I got dressed, in my bathroom, in the kitchen. Every time I saw that building under my breath, Lord, thank you that it's ours. Thank you that you're making ways where we don't see a way. For two and a half years, we were trying to convince the city council members to vote for us and going through a legal battle with a company much bigger than us. There were plenty of times I was tempted to get discouraged. Didn't seem like it's going to work out, but I'd go back and look at that picture, that fuel of my faith. Lord, I know what you started, you will finish. I know nothing can stand against you. God knew we would be tempted to be talked out of it. That's why he said, write the vision and keep it in front of you. Every time you see it, it's fueling your faith. It's helping you to stand strong and believe. Now, 20 years later, that picture I had with the Lakewood name, Photoshopped on it, I don't need it anymore. I have the real picture. God is faithful. Now, many of you have done this. You've written your vision. You've kept it in front of you. The scripture goes on to say, though the vision tarries, wait on it for it is for an appointed time and it will not be late. Like God did for us, you're going to come in to an an appointed time. You're going to see God bring dreams to pass. Turn that medical situation around. Get that child back on course. Catapult you to a new level. The vision may be tarrying, but wait in faith. Wait with expectancy knowing that God is working. Keep thanking Him that it's on the way. Keep talking like it's going to happen. You are closer than you think. You're on the verge of seeing something that you've never seen. When God told Habakkuk to write the vision, the Israelites were being persecuted by the Babylonians. The Israelites had made poor choices that opened the door to these enemies. The whole first chapter, Habakkuk was complaining and telling God how bad it was. Why are you gonna let them wipe us out, God? Aren't you going to have mercy and help us on and on, telling all of his woes? Well, God answered him back by saying, in effect, Habakkuk, if you want to see things change, there's something you have to do. It's not just up to me. You have to write the vision that I've given you so that everyone can see it. Some scholars say that vision refers back to what God promised the Israelites through Moses in Deuteronomy 28. God told them, if you'll obey my commands, you'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. Your storehouses will overflow with an abundance of good. And When the enemy comes against you one way, God will defeat them and cause them to flee seven different ways. All these promises, God had spoken to them. God was saying, Habakkuk, don't write your complaints. Don't write how bad it is write who I say you are. Write what I say you can do. Write what I've declared over your life. Habakkuk changed his perspective. Instead of writing about the problem, he started writing about the promises. The next chapter, he had a new attitude. He said, though the fig tree does not blossom and there be no fruit on the vine, yet will I rejoice and joy in the God of my salvation. He was saying, yes, things have come against me, but I have a new vision. God's going to deliver us. He's our way maker. He's our promise keeper. Breakthroughs are headed my way. Are you writing the right things down? It's easy to write complaints. What didn't work out? Who hurt us? That's going to limit you. The scripture says where there is no vision, the people perish. If you're lacking vision, if you think you've reached your limits, focus on what you can't do and how big the obstacles are that wrong vision is going to limit you what would happen if you would do like a back up and start writing some new things write what god says about you you may have difficulties god said many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord delivers us out of them all write that vision i'm coming out this too shall pass i'm healthy I'm strong. Good breaks are chasing me down. I will have a bountiful, productive, favor filled year. Keep that in front of you. That's what you're giving permission to come to pass. And I've heard it said, if your vision is small, if it's limited, God will reduce his plan to fit your vision. What if the vision you're writing is what God is going to do? Are you writing any big things? Do you have any God-sized dreams? I don't think we would have the compact center if I had not let that seed take root. If I had not made that picture and kept that vision in front of me, I would have talked myself out of it. Well, I don't know, Joel. God's God. He's going to do whatever he wants to do. Yes, he has a sovereign will where he will override what we want to do and bring about his plan. But he also has a conditional will this is based on what we choose Think about the 12 men that moses sent to spy out the promised land God had already promised them that the land was theirs That he would help them defeat the opposition That they would live in houses that they didn't build and reap from vineyards that they didn't plant But 10 spies came back and said we don't have a chance. The people are huge There are giants in the land. We'll never defeat them Notice what they wrote can't do it, not able, never going to happen. That negative report spread throughout the 2 million people. Before long, they were all discouraged, complaining, saying, let's go back to Egypt. God promised them the land, but they never did go in. What happened? God reduced his plan to fit their vision. This should inspire us to get in agreement with God. Don't let the wrong vision take root. Keep in front of you what he's promised. There should be some things that you can't accomplish on your own, where there are giants on your land, people that are not for you. You don't have the experience. You need the favor of God. That's how you're going to see the fullness of your destiny. Maybe today you need to enlarge your vision. You're stuck in neutral, not stretching, living with things that are limiting you. Get quiet and listen to what God is saying to you. You may have missed some opportunities in the past. The good news is God is going to give you another chance. You can still go into your promised land. You can still get your compact center. You can still meet someone awesome. Still write that book. Still lose that weight. Still move into that nicer house. Write that vision. Keep it in front of you. My sister Lisa Brother-in-law Kevin tried for many years to have a baby with no success. Lisa took all the fertility treatments. She had a couple surgeries, still nothing. Finally, the doctors told them that they couldn't have children. That was one report, but they had another report. They found in the scripture all these promises about children. They put them up. The fruit of our womb is blessed. Children are a gift from God. It says in Psalms, you will make the barren woman a happy mother of children. One day, Kevin received a package in the mail. He opened it up and there were two diapers in it. It was a promotional piece that this company was doing. He didn't have any need for diapers, but Kevin took that as a sign from God. Instead of throwing them away, he went to Lisa and said, look, here are two diapers that we can use for our baby. He wrote the date on them and kept them on his desk at home. For months, even years, they would see those diapers and thank God that their baby was coming. One day out of the blue, a friend of ours named Nancy that runs Mercy Ministries, it's a ministry to help teenage girls that are in crisis. She called unexpectedly, said, Lisa, I know we haven't talked about this, but we have a young woman that's about to give birth to twins. I was wondering if you and Kevin would be interested in adopting them. What Nancy didn't know was that Kevin is a twin. His dream was always to have twins. You think about how God sent them two diapers in the mail. Could have been just one. But here's what I've learned. When you stretch, when you believe, instead of reducing your vision, God will exceed your vision. He'll do more than you saw coming. They adopted those babies at birth and today those twins are beautiful girls in their 20s, my nieces. God would do amazing things if you'll simply write the vision. 10 of those spies had their destinies reduced because of a lack of vision, but there were two other spies, Joshua and Caleb. They came back after seeing the same giants, same people, same land, but they said, Moses, we are well able." Yes, the people are big, but we know our God is bigger. Let us go in at once. They had a different vision. They were bold enough to write what God promised, well-able, victorious, this is our land. Out of those two million people, they were the only ones that went into the promised land. Now, you may have friends, family, coworkers that complain, see the problem, Talk about how big the giants are, the economy, the traffic, the boss, the bad breaks. You can't stop them from writing whatever they want, but don't let them talk you out of writing what God put in your heart. If you're going to reach the fullness of your destiny, sometimes you have to do it alone. Everyone can't see what you see, they can't hear what you hear. They may try to discourage you, convince you that you can't go in. There are some things you need to keep to yourself. Don't tell them what's in your heart. Just keep it between you and God. All through the day, keep seeing it. Keep declaring it. Keep thanking God that it's on the way. You're going to come in to your appointed time. Because you dared to believe, because you stretched, you took steps of faith, instead of reducing your vision like the 10 spies, God's going to enlarge your vision. He's going to exceed your expectations. My father was raised in a very poor family. They were farmers and they lost everything during the Great Depression. He had to drop out of high school to help on the farm. Didn't look like he had any kind of future to speak of. But at 17 years old, he gave his life to Christ, the first one in the family. They knew nothing about God. He didn't have any kind of faith background. But he felt God calling him to become a minister. God put a dream in his heart that one day he would pastor a church with thousands of people. That didn't make sense. He didn't have the training, the experience, but he was bold enough to let that dream take root. He wrote it in his Bible with the date that he gave his life to Christ. Back in the 1930s, there were no churches with thousands, but God will put things in your spirit that defy the odds. My father left the farm at 17. He had to hitchhike. He went out and started ministering in the prisons, the seniors homes. God began to open doors. 1959, he and my mother started Lakewood in an abandoned feed store with just 90 people. Few years later, my father put up a big blue sign out front. It said Lakewood International Outreach Center. He called it an international church when in fact, it was a neighborhood church with less than a hundred people. What was he doing? Writing the vision. He had done it since he was 17. I'm gonna pastor a church with thousands. Now he's calling it an international church. Over time, it became just that. Went for those 90 people to over 10,000. Who knows where God will take you if you will dare write the vision. It's not enough to just think it, just imagine it. it. Takes on a new life when you write it down. Keep something in front of you that reminds you what God promised. A picture like I did at the Compact Center. Those diapers like Kevin did. Or what you've written. Well, Joel, I don't hear God saying anything to me. I used to have big dreams but it's been so long, I think I missed my chance. No, if you'll get quiet, God's going to speak to you again. He's going to whisper things in the night that seem too good to be true. Don't water it down. You don't have to figure it out. He didn't ask you to write the how. He just said, write what I've spoken to you. As you keep that vision in front of you and thanking him that it's on the way, declaring that it's going to happen, God promises that there is an appointed time that it will show up and it will not be one second late. Now, many of you have been faithful. You've kept that vision. You believe when the odds were against you. Get ready. You're about to come in to one of your appointed times. God's about to show out in your life. I believe and declare something that you've never seen. New doors are about to open. The right people showing up. Healing, freedom, breakthroughs, the fullness of your destiny We'd love to send you some information on your new walk with the Lord. You can text the number on the screen or go to the website, but I hope you'll get into a good Bible-based church and keep God first place.
0: Breathtaking. That's what you feel when you look out at majestic mountain peaks. Yes, God's creation truly is a masterpiece, but even as you consider His handiwork, you might also feel less than, not good enough or not valuable. The image before you is incredible, but the confidence inside is lacking. How do you overcome this?
1: The opinion you have of yourself is your most important opinion. Too often, we see ourselves as ordinary, not talented, unattractive. That wrong self-image is setting the limits for our life. The key is to get in agreement with who God says you are. He calls you a masterpiece, strong, talented, valuable. If you'll have the right image of yourself, you'll rise higher and become who you were created to be. We have a new resource that will help you do just that. It's called You Are a Masterpiece. It's filled with inspiration and encouragement that will remind you who you really are. Gifted, chosen, approved. It will help you get rid of the wrong self-image and start seeing yourself as the masterpiece God created you to be.
0: As our thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry this month, we want to send you Joel's inspiring new book, You Are a Masterpiece. God made you unique with a divine purpose and a bright future. As these truths sink down in your spirit, the majesty of God's glory will arise within you. Yes, God has breathed His life into you. He approved you, equipped you, empowered you. Stop believing the lies about you and start hearing what God says about you.
1: Thanks so much for being a part of the ministry. Victoria and I pray for you and your family every day, believing it's going to be a favor-filled 2024. We appreciate your prayer and support. Your generosity is impacting people around the world. Remember, you can watch the services live online Sunday mornings, see all the music and ministry. Download our daily podcast, until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Be sure to request your copy of The You Were a
0: Masterpiece today. Visit joelostein.com. En Ford creemos que ya sea que estés bajo el foco de atención o bajo tu propio techo, que tengas 90 minutos o 9 horas, que estés empezando cambios o un largo viaje, Fortaleza es hacer todo, como si el mundo entero te estuviera mirando. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Fuerza así de inteligente solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford. Your entire life you've been told to save, but has anyone helped you figure out how to spend? With Fidelity Income Planning, get help creating a personalized plan for cash flow, even when you're not working. One that includes your 401k and all your
1: other accounts. Make informed decisions that best fit your life ahead, whether one-on-one or through our planning tools. Learn more at fidelity.com slash income planning. Advisory services provided by Fidelity Personal and Workplace Advisors, LLC for a fee. Brokerage services by Fidelity Brokerage Services,
0: LLC. Every day, our world gets a little more connected